is Wednesday, July 4th, 2018. Thank you for spending a portion of your Independence Day with me and the family here at One Wrestling Video and the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jargo. You can find me on Twitter at NotJargo. And of course, you are watching this is NXT. Uh, this week's episode comes to us from Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida. Kicks off with the leader of Team Kick, Dakota Kai, taking on the returning to NXT, Santana Garrett. Great to see her back at Full Sail. Be on the lookout for Santana in the upcoming series, WOW, which will be coming to Access TV early 2019. We get a handshake here to start off the match. No personal issues between these two women, just two girls trying to move up the ladder inside of the women's division inside of NXT. Uh, really good stuff between these two girls. I thought this would actually end up being a feature match for Dakota, but they really gave Garrett some feature offense here. After a big enziguri from Kai, the leader of Team Kick takes control of the match and finishes off Garrett with that new flipping lung blower that I'd only seen pictures of up until this point. It's a really, really cool move, but it takes a lot of cooperation from both girls to actually pull this thing off. Big win here for Dakota Kai. I'm not sure how big because, let's face it, Santana Garrett's not really around inside of the women's division of NXT. Uh, at a certain point here, Dakota's got to start getting some wins over women actually inside of the division. But nonetheless, nice to see Dakota actually get a win here. They kept putting over in commentary that Dakota is coming after Shayna Baszler again. I'm not really sure that that's necessarily the smartest idea at this point, but I guess we'll see what happens as we build to Brooklyn. Uh, there's going to be a lot of women's vignettes, a lot of women's promos. Of course, we have a couple of feature women's matches on this show. It really seems as though they're trying to heat up this women's division as we head towards TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, EC3 is shown arriving to the uh, Full Sail Arena earlier today, all smiles, slapping hands with fans, and the stoic Johnny Gargano is then shown arriving. Of course, this would be our big main event for the show, and more on that a bit later on. Uh, back from an Extreme Rules commercial, and Heavy Machinery are hanging out inside the gym, because steaks and weights, right? Tucker and Dozer got some steaks on the grill. Dozer's going out to see how they're cooking. He's explaining to everybody via a selfie promo that he just likes a nice, big, juicy steak. Doesn't care if it's rare. Doesn't care if it's well done. As long as it's juicy, the Dozer is happy. Uh, we then hear a little bit of a commotion, and we cut back to Tucker in a pile on the floor, along with chains and weights. Surely more on this later, at least you would think. Uh, I'm not supposed to... I don't really know if we're supposed to expect any kind of trickery here, if there was some kind of a setup, or if this is just an accident that's gone terribly, terribly wrong. They kind of did a really, really loose job of explaining this, but it's an undercard tag feud. Who really cares, right? Uh, back in the arena, NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler is live inside Full Sail. First words from our Women's Champion since Chicago. Uh, Shayna seems to be looking for the same answers that the NXT Universe is. Who will be the next person to step up and challenge for the NXT Women's Championship? She says the, uh, she's the entire reason that they have to have another May Young Classic this year. They have to scour the globe to find a worthy challenger for Baszler. She says in the end it doesn't really matter. She is the answer to the question. Basically saying that she's everything inside of the NXT women's division, which of course she's a cocky heel, so that's what she should be saying. I thought the most important thing here was the line that they have to scour the globe. I almost wonder if that's a, a, a bit of foreshadowing for a certain Japanese NXT talent that has just signed. Uh, NXT finally addresses the Oni Lorcan situation as we get a promo from uh, Danny Birch. Undisputed Era decides to interject into the promo as they're just walking around backstage. 
nice little coincidence there. Cole tells Birch, you know, you're kind of a loser, which it's kind of hard to argue with that. Uh, why don't you just split? Like, basically, why don't you just leave NXT now that Oni Lorcan is injured and he's going to be out for a while? Birch lays down a challenge to Adam Cole for a match next week, which Cole kind of laughs off and accepts. I'm afraid this isn't going to end well for our fearless hero, Adam Cole, but nothing was said about the North American Championship being on the line, so I guess that's at least a positive. Uh, we then get a vignette from the War Raiders. It feels very much like the War Raiders are kind of being built up for a, a challenge at the tag titles in Brooklyn. We get a brief recap of Ciampa and Aleister Black and their exchange from last week. This match is now official. It will take place in three weeks live on NXT. This is not going to happen in Brooklyn. So, um, that's kind of interesting. It very much felt like that's where this whole thing was going, and it very well still may. Of course, we also know that Tommaso Ciampa cost uh, Johnny Gargano his shot at the uh, NXT Championship. Maybe Johnny Gargano cost Tommaso Ciampa a shot at his NXT Championship, and we end up with some kind of a three-way dance in Brooklyn. I could see that happening, too. Uh, then we go to The Mighty, formerly known as TM61, Nick Miller and Shane Thorne, out next to take on Heavy Machinery. Unfortunately, Tucker has not been cleared for action after the accident from earlier, so Dozer will be going this one alone in a handicap match against Miller and Thorne. Otis dominates this match from the beginning until the numbers game finally catches up with the big guy. Uh, Miller and Thorne get some heat here, but it's kind of hard to tell if it's good heat or bad heat inside of Full Sail because the Full Sail crowd is just not into these guys at all. Dozer gets back on top and he hits the worm. Yes, he hits the worm. Twice. Once on each guy. Otis is a big guy doing the worm. It's funny, it's just not really my cup of tea. Uh, he hits both members of the Mighty, and then he misses a Vader Mom. Uh, the Mighty capitalize for the win. Number one, I'm, I'm, I'm just checked out, because I, I don't get the Mighty. I was never really into TM61. Of course, they just turned heel, so I understand they're supposed to be bad guys, but they haven't really done anything too bad guy-ish, right? And then we have Heavy Machinery. I realize... A lot of people are into heavy machinery. Just not one of them. These guys are a comedy act, and they do absolutely nothing for me. That might be the unpopular opinion of the day. Uh, then we get uh, Bianca Belair chiming in from her honeymoon. Yes, her honeymoon. Uh, really good vignette here uh, with her cutting down the rest of the women's division as she makes her case why she should be facing Shayna Baszler in Brooklyn because, of course, she is undefeated. Uh, great stuff here out of Bel Air, both her dialogue and the body language, as, as well as a sense of realism from those of us who follow her on social media, knowing she was recently married. Congratulations to both her and Montez Ford. Uh, then we get a brief promo from Kyrie Sane as she talks a little bit about Vanessa Bourne, as well as the uh, coming for the NXT Women's Championship. So now we have uh, Vanessa Bourne into this thing we have Kyrie Sane in this thing we have Bianca Belair in this thing everybody keeps bringing up Candice LeRae although we didn't hear from her on this episode they're really trying to figure out who is going to be the next challenger for Shayna Baszler 
Um, out next comes the Velveteen Dream as he prepares to take on Chris. Don't call him Donovan Dijak. Uh, Dream certainly sending some messages to the Hulkster here with his uh, in-ring gear and uh, some of his mannerisms this week. Uh, we actually see a little bit of the cockiness out of Dijak here that really turned me on to the guy when he was wrestling on the independent scene. Dream really sells a lot for Dijak, which was a bit of a surprise for me in the onset of this match before Dream turns up the aggression. Uh, Dijak goes to uh, climb up on the outside edge apron to the top rope before dream grabs his foot pulls him down off of the apron dijack takes a big bump off the stairs dream rolls him back in uh hits a finisher goes home uh one two three it's a good match i mean it's velveteen dream doing what velveteen dream does but more importantly as velveteen dream is in the ring celebrating out comes ec3 Uh, He makes his entrance for the night's main event. Dream does not seem very impressed or happy at all to see EC3. Uh, And then we go to break before uh, Johnny Wrestling would make his entrance as Dream looks on with EC3 in the ring. This is surely planting a seed for something down the line, right? I, I, I could get behind EC3 and Velveteen Dream. I could see that feud. Although, aren't they both supposed to be heels that are clearly over his baby faces so this might be some kind of an interesting dynamic here uh we get the official announcement that mustache mountain will be the uh defending the nxt tag team championships next week in a rematch against the former champs undisputed era also announced for next week the champ alistair black will be in the house uh, back live inside the Full Sail Arena is Johnny Gargano makes his entrance looking like a man on a mission. Gargano comes out incredibly fast and aggressive, catching EC3 back on his heels. Much more uh, 50-50 reaction from the Full Sail faithful here than I had anticipated. Uh, EC3 goes to work on the neck and shoulders while Nigel Morrow and Percy recap the effects of the DDT onto the wooden ring from TakeOver Chicago. Really good stuff here when the commentary and the action inside the ring team up to tell you why. One great story. EC3 yells out to Gargano, you shouldn't have come at me like that. I'm not Ciampa. EC3 puts down Gargano again and hits him with his version of the people's elbow. That was kind of cool. Gargano uh, does his best to mount a comeback. Gargano just a man possessed as he uh, hits the spear through the ropes and then a suicide dive rolls EC3 back in and gets over aggressive as he misses a splash in the corner and gets put down again. Again, Gargano comes back only to be put down by a one-arm powerbomb from EC3. Gargano comes back yet again, pulls down the knee pad, much like that of that bastard Tommaso Ciampa, as Morrow proclaims that he has become the man that he despises. EC3 catches him in a Samoan drop position, and Gargano reverses it into the Gargano escape, but EC3 makes his way to the ropes. Finally, Gargano releases the hold at four, only to let go of it and then turn around and go right back to it again. Um, Again, breaks it at four. Then you get the big knee from Gargano, the draping DDT, much like was given to him in Chicago, and finally Johnny Wrestling uh, vanquishes EC3. What the hell just happened? Like, somewhere, Johnny Gargano has just become this man possessed by Tommaso Ciampa. It's Almost as though they went and they watched Impact Wrestling, and now playing the role of Eddie Edwards, we have Johnny Gargano, and playing the role of Sammy Callahan, we have Tommaso Ciampa. These two storylines are just way too close for me at this point, and considering how they both started, 
it's really an unfortunate place to be. We really got to separate these two. We really got to separate these two. I don't want to see Gargano just become this man possessed with getting even with Tommaso Ciampa and breaking this rubber match. Uh, So thanks for joining me here at One Wrestling Video for this week's This Is NXT. Hit me on Twitter at NotJargo. Let me know your thoughts of this week's episode. Then join RBV and I uh, this Friday over at the hittingthemarks.podbean.com for a complete wrap-up of this week in WWE, as well as a preview for Saturday's Big New Japan show at the uh, Cow Palace in San Francisco. Of course, we'll be right back here at One Wrestling Video next Wednesday for another episode of This Is NXT. For One Wrestling Video, this is Jargo, closing transmission.